today, we have Emily Hunt, the researcher at the University of Pennsylvania and the author of The Influencer Industry, Quest for Authenticity on Social Media. Now, Emily, uh, this is a fascinating topic because, you know, my first question to you is, so why do we want authenticity on social media? It's probably an obvious question, but is it is it our desire to, oh, find the truth or what, what, what do you, how do you define that? Yeah, so authenticity has, um, you know, it's always been a really important component of uh, both interpersonal relationships and in persuasive messaging. And so, you know, if you look back over the long history of, <laughs> of um, you know, media in particular, you can see how at different points, you know, the popular media of the day, whether it is, you know, uh, big advertising companies or, um, you know, Hollywood movie stars in the sort of golden age of Hollywood or, um, or even, you know, messaging from government groups and, and things like that. Any kind of big messaging campaign often tries to, to pull on authenticity to make their messages more persuasive. And I think in the case of social media, it was a really social media, you know, became popular at a really particular um, historical moment. And that moment was a time um, marked by, you know, a lot of shifts going on in um, our, our media landscape, you know, sort of traditional mass media enterprises, like a, a particularly print media mm -hmm. were, you know, struggling right. to adjust to the digital world, trying to figure out, you know, how to have a web presence, how to monetize, how to do this. And so they were, they were sort of weakened at that moment. And, um, and there was also a lot of optimism around these new technologies, you know, so I'm thinking back, you know, 20 ish years to the, uh, you know, early mid two thousands, um, you know, there's a lot of optimism around new technologies, new, uh, the new platforms that were going to connect people in ways we had never imagined before, enable people to communicate, uh, you know, express themselves in new ways, have an audience, you know, people who could, who might've never gotten an audience through the more traditional media industry. Suddenly, you know, there was all this, uh, excitement that anyone can have an audience now and, you know, just so much uh, excitement and optimism around these platforms. And that also, you know, contributed to this narrative of these are a place where you're going to be more authentic. You know, yeah. this is a place where you can express yourself how you want and anyone can do it. You know, it's you're not bound by the strictures of, you know, television or the magazine industry or, you know, these sort of older cultural industries that had dominated our media landscape up to then. So there was there was, you know, this notion of authenticity was really powerful. Um, you know, just be you and, and you can and you can be successful at it. And then, you know, as people started to build audiences on social media, you know, through blogging in particular, um, there that that authentic um, sort of ethos around this type of, you know, content creation only continued to grow because because bloggers themselves were kind of pushing it and saying, 
look, I am, you, I'm just a person, you know, who, <laughs> who is really passionate about this subject. Um, I'm just a person who loves to write or, you know, what have you. And I, I'm just out here being me writing about what I love. I am not, you know, the newscaster. I, I am not, you know, these big media people that you're used to. And that just, it just bolstered that, uh, that authenticity, uh, that perceived authenticity of the space even more. And so and, even as this, uh, and they were it, influencers, that's, that's yes. what you're talking about, <laughs> influencer. Yeah. Yeah, so this was sort of the first generation of influencers. If we we look back to the early bloggers who were able to um, build build audiences in this sort of uh, at the sort of dawn of the of the social media era, you know, fifteen plus years ago, the, they sort of wrote the, helped write the playbook for for what influencing would become. And that's you know, and this is we're talking with Emily Hunt, the uh, author of the influencer industry, which focuses on uh, social media and changes thereof. Now, Emily, what about, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, um, people have their own, everyone has their own interests and finds it online because it's, it's that diverse now, uh, whether it's pets or, you know, travel and blah, blah, blah. You know, we, we can go through all the categories mm-hmm. and, and there's things there. Has, has it been dominated now? I mean, I know your book takes us through this history, as you say, over the last 20 years or so. But right now, is it all tied up? Is it com- seething? How do, you, how do you view it at, at the present time? So I really feel that we are at sort of an existential turning point, um, both within the influencer specifically and in our broader social relationship you know, you know, societal relationship with social media. Um, And so the influencer industry has grown so much to a point where it is so diverse, like you said, like there are any, any niche or, you know, special topic you can imagine, you can find, uh, you know, a boatload of influencers creating content around that subject. And it is sort of, you know, further fracturing, you know, our, our media experience and, and there are positive and, and negative consequences of that. You know, it's, it's wonderful that, that people have been able to, again, you know, sort of express themselves in new ways and, you know, find audiences, find community around niche topics that they might otherwise not have been able to. Um, and, but also, you know, there are, there are a number of negative consequences and whether it is, you know, and some of these are, can be more sort of niche specific yet. Like, you know, there's a lot of, there's been a lot of, you know, public discourse recently about, um, the impacts of, um, you know, body image ideal ideals, especially in like, you know, the fitness spaces or the beauty and, and makeup spaces and, and how they may or may not be, you know, propagating sort of unrealistic, um, expectations around what we look like. Um, and also, you know, just expectations around how much, uh, personal sharing we should be doing, how much we should be sort of entwining ourselves with commercial brands and with these commercial platforms who are sort of ever changing the way the platforms work and, and what type and privileging particular types of content over others and, and all of that. And so, and I think we've gotten to a place, um, sort of, 
at large uh, in society where we, you know, that that early optimism around social media has, you know, fractured a bit. Uh, as time has gone on, you know, the public has become increasingly aware of the behind the scenes maneuvering that goes on, you know, between platforms, between brands, between, you know, governments in some cases and and all of this sort of behind the scenes stuff. And that has sort of clouded that ideal of, oh, this is just everybody out there expressing themselves and connecting, you know? And so the public has has grown savvier about this and is, you know, rightfully frustrated in, in many ways, uh, both with the platforms themselves and, and with how, uh, you know, governments ha- have or have not, um, you know, chosen to to deal with them. And so we are definitely at a sort of uh, turning point. And I am, when it comes to the influencer industry in particular, I think it is really uh, incumbent upon those working within the industry to sort of take stock of the situation and make some decisions about what, where they are going to lead this industry in the future. You know, like I, they can, there is a choice to be made here. Are we going to, you know, continue uh, sort of professionalizing this space, continue exploring, you know, shared norms around uh, deal making, business ethics? Are we going to come together uh, as a sort of professional cultural industry and establish ourselves as, you know, a, a, a a player in in society, in, in civil society, if you will, or are we going to sort of continue uh, developing in the way we have been, which is sort of been like haphazard and without a lot of oversight, and it has led to these more negative um, uh, consequences that that I talked about. And so there is absolutely a choice to be made, and um, and that's kind of where I see the industry right now. You, you, you've got another book coming. I can just see that, Emily. <laughs> We're going to have to decide on this one. Well, you know, as, you, as you're speaking, we're talking with Emily Hunt, the author of The Influencer Industry, which talks about uh, how things have changed and the folks that you may be seeking out uh, online. Uh, and maybe in some cases they haven't changed. But, you know, one thing that comes to my mind as you, as you were sort of running it down there, Emily, is uh, the podcast industry, if we want to call it an industry. I guess it is. Uh, we're speaking on one now, but there's such a profusion of voices out there. Um, some very professional, some sort of, uh, you know, there's people talking, uh, but very niche in some cases. Some talk about only murders and, you know, things of that sort. Others mm-hmm. about um, a subject matter, maybe it's mechanical or whatever. And, you know, that variety, those that huge number of voices out there, it's it's a little overpowering. I mean, I guess people find them. They find what they like. I guess that's the challenge or will be, as you say, we're at that crossroads uh, to, to discern that. And I guess that's both a blessing and a curse when it comes to the Internet. Um, you've got to find your way. I mean, you know, the, the roadmap is ever changing. And, you know, you, you kind of bring attention to some of the, the pitfalls that, that could be out there, which is, you know, there's a lot behind the scenes here that you maybe not be aware of. And that's uh, that needs to be followed, doesn't it? 
Yeah, absolutely. And so I think the podcasting and also the migration to Substack um, are two areas that are really interesting to me right now because we have kind of reached this point with the the social platforms that sort of dominated uh, the last 10 years or so, you know, Instagram, of course, being chief among them in the influencer industry. Uh, we're seeing a shift away from from that now, and many influencers are have you know migrated to TikTok, or they are you know working on you know building an audience on TikTok as well as trying to maintain whatever they have going on on Instagram. But there's also been a huge migration to podcasting and to Substack um, because influencers are trying to sort of get away from these. Uh, private platforms that have, um, you know, with their really, with their total, you know, lack of transparency about how they work um, and the opaque, you know, algorithms that are continually changing and, and leading influencers and creators to be in this really precarious position where they're creating content that you know, was resonating with their audience and they're doing well, they're getting, they're gaining visibility, they're getting brand deals, um, on and on. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, Instagram decides to make a change and their visibility tanks. And with that, their income tanks and influencers are getting tired of, you know, this really uneven power dynamic between them and the major platforms. And so they are, they are seeking out new, uh, venues. And so, um, so, you know, Substack, you know, works very differently than, you know, Instagram, for example, and same with podcasting, you know, podcasting is sort of at a, a place where it is a little bit more, um, I, I open, I guess, in that you're, you're, you know, the discovery of a new podcast isn't, you know, totally, dependent upon the proprietary algorithm of a massive, you know, private company. And so it feels exciting to a lot of people, understandably. So, uh, but like you said, you know, with that comes new, new challenges of, of discovery and things like that. But I, I think it, the growth in podcasting and the growth of of Substack really shows just how tired people are becoming of their um their sort of informational and cultural experiences online being uh shaped so heavily by these platforms that don't even tell us what what they're doing. I'm thinking too that um the the move online and you mentioned early on the, the uh, traditional media, kind of the change in the landscape, which was changing really as as early as the 90s, mm-hmm. um, as, as the internet came on and became popular, that, uh, you know, people now uh, really rely on the internet now for the television, you know, which mm-hmm. used to be network and, uh, you know, and still is to some extent. But now we have all the streaming and the movies are going there and it just gets bigger and bigger. And so, you know, we have this huge sort of, you know, thing of, of the Internet now is brings us entertainment. It brings us information. It, you know, it's just our lifeblood is, is, is coursing through this, these wires. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, as you say, we're at a, at a crossroads and, and, you know, obviously uh, time will tell on this, but. You know, there there could be. I guess we we don't we can't always anticipate the the uh, shift up ahead, but there's probably one coming, isn't there? 
Absolutely. And that is something that I, that I tried to draw out in the book a little bit with the current state of things is, of course, we don't, we can't predict the future with certainty. We don't know, we don't always know exactly what's coming, but we have been existing in this uh, sort of algorithmically dominated uh, media sphere for long enough to have to have a good sense of how things have gone up to now and to make some educated guesses about what the future could hold. And again, that is why it, it it comes back to the people working in these industries and the legislators who are, you know, looking at these industries and trying to come up with ideas about what should be done. It is time for people to actually look at what has happened and look at the information that we do have and try to anticipate some potential futures, you know, try to uh, take a leadership position in, uh, in, you know, guiding, guiding us through this sort of moment that we're in right now into a more uh, pro-social future. And uh, that's a good point, Emily. We're talking with Emily Hund, author of The Influencer Industry, a, a book that really is, uh, you know, it's a fascinating topic because you really delve into an area that I don't think, you know, you, you're a researcher, so you've, you've done a lot of homework on this. Um, but but people need to be aware that, you know, the, it's just the tip of the iceberg, uh, what you see online. Um, there's so much work going on behind and wheels are turning and all the, <laughs> all the demographics and all the rest of it. Emily, one last thing, and that's uh, you know, I like to ask guests this, uh, you know, just uh, sometimes there's something online, sometimes there isn't. But uh, future project, is this something that you're working on? Is it going to be a follow-up or what's on your to-do list? <laughs> well, I'm trying to sort that out right now. I kind of have <laughs> uh, two, two, two prongs in mind. One, of course, is uh, you know, I still feel very passionately about this book that I wrote. You know, sometimes people write a book and understandably so are kind of tired at the end of it and, and yeah. feeling done, feeling done with the subject matter. But I I really don't feel that way about this. I think this is sort of just uh, the beginning of a, of a right. new, really interesting and really consequential phase for us. Um, and so I am very much uh, still... Um, on this on this train of the influencer industry and hoping to um you know do do what I can to sort of push the findings from the book and and push the um the need to actually do something and you know help facilitate that in any way that I can um to try to steer the ship into a positive future so that's one thing and then you know in my reading and in the you know the back of my mind where the longer future is cooking i am really interested in this idea of um optimizing and um the way that Something that really came out through the course of the book is just how important um, sort of uh, technologies and practices related to optimizing creativity um, have become and, and how, um, you know, what a huge role they play in the in the content that we interact with. So that is sort of something that's cooking in the back of my mind and, and we'll see where that goes. <laughs> well, Emily Hunt, you stay on the train and that's a, it's a good one. And we thank you so much for your time today. And uh, the book again, The Influencer Industry. Emily, thanks so much. Thank you. Take care.